welcome to Probability of Demise. No rising. Hello, everybody. I'm Rurik, and you're listening to Probability of Demise. We're Demise! Demise. I really want to go with that graphic that I talked to Jason about, but I didn't talk to you all about yet, and I really got to get my act together. We're a group of... Dis- if it helps, I don't know what you're talking about, because I have a terrible memory. So, Solid. We're a group of storytellers who use Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition to provide rules and structure to Atland. A world of our own making, Atland exists in a version of Earth thousands of years into the future. An octopolar planet whose residents barely remember the natural and man-made disasters that once left their world nearly uninhabitable. This is a world far different from the one you know today. A world of new magics and ancient spells, young gods and primordial deities. Thank you for coming with us as we explore it together. Thank you. I am not alone here because that would be a really weird uh, storytelling (laughs) D&D podcast and kind of creepy. Um, I want you to have it. That's what ridiculous is going to be about. (laughs) <laughs> ridiculous yes that's right it's like all you, the characters you are the dm and all of the characters just mm-hmm. going batshit for three hours that, that's just a tiktok you know that right that's just like a regular everyday tiktok <laughs> um, so uh surrounded by the people and i'm going to go in inverse order from last time um, mostly because this is pre-recorded and so i remember the order from last time <laughs> <laughs> so long ago <laughs> Uh, so, Larissa, <laughs> Larissa, would you introduce your character first? Hi, uh, I'm Larissa. I play Trixie, who is an anthropomorphic squirrel. Um, she likes to hit stuff uh, with her fists and with her shovel. Um, she also is a very big fan of maple syrup um, and anything that isn't nut or nut flavored. She's nuts, but she's not into them. I'm just nuts. I'm not nuts for nuts. <laughs> uh, and I lied because I clearly couldn't remember the order from before. <laughs> uh, so, Jess, why don't you go next and save Jason for last? Lovely. Um, I am Jessica. I will be playing the role. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I've lost my mind. Uh, I'm Tanzanite a uh, well-to-do, highly thought-of-herself, elven woman, child. She's not a woman yet. She's still a girl. Um, I'm not a girl. But who is the goddess of death? So, Or at least on the path. On the path of. Yeah. Um, Which is very exciting. Except, eh, things. Because we may um, have inadvertently killed the goddess of death, and now, you know. You know, when you take out a primordial, not yet composed deity that needs to reclaim their space, and um, yeah, they just they they might need a replacement for that job. I feel uh, like take out is such a strong term. Disincorporate their source of power such that they can't survive anymore. I feel like blowed up. Kind, I mean, they kind of offered. I give myself to you. 
the ultimate yeah, sacrificial yeah, deity. Yeah, I, I, like I, 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 it wasn't hostile on our part, nor was it intended. It was just kind of like, here you a go. Series of unfortunate events, which is also a book series. Uh, and then Jason. Hi. I'm Jason. I play Asher. Asher is the son of a ta tavern employee in his hometown who actually turned out to be the like leader of the hometown's secret council and he's also a poet and a bard and casts spells with haiku poetry the end so he's a poet who knew it but didn't know it yes don't encourage I don't encourage Rick. I'm happily encouraging selfly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is what happens when we play a session right after another session. This is, it's all this is what you get. It's, it's what are you talking about? This is a totally new day. I mean, yes. I mean this yeah. is yeah. totally wearing a totally different day. shirt. I am wearing a different sweat shirt because I got cold in the last one. Jess had a sweater on that's now gone, so Jess is Yeah, I got hot, different. so I'm different. Yeah, you did. How you doing? <laughs> Such is our world, apparently. Um, mm -hmm. So announcements. Uh, before Larissa shares the awesome announcements she's got going on, I just realized I needed to say this because this is a pre-recorded podcast that if we say or do anything that doth offend, we are but shadows who will make amends in two weeks. Um, <laughs> Well, in a week from when you're seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, leave it in the comments and maybe we'll If you've even been them. watching and you aren't are and, and you haven't been offended yet, then it's highly unlikely we'll say something that will offend you. But if you're just joining us and we say something that offends you, sorry. And please help us learn how to do it more effectively if you're a really mean person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are always open to feedback. We are open to your feedback. We just We're open to reading it. your feedback. <laughs> hey, what we do with it is not guaranteed. There's feedback. Let's rewrite it. Uh, so, Larissa. Yes. I know you have big event coming. <laughs> big, big event. <laughs> Actually, I do have a, a big event that's happening sooner. Oh, really? Because um, we're in yes. the future. Uh, give me one second. Let me oh, just yeah. pull up. I forgot you got invited to do a thing. I got invited to do a thing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wait. How many events do you have going on, Larissa? Your thing in the village. Your singing thing. I don't want to name the place because if you're not doing it, then never mind. Oh, that's a personal thing. That no. Okay. No, but um, that was why I was asking when Jessica was leaving. Uh, I I uh, I got asked to sing. It's not in the village. It's that don't tell mama. Um. <gasps> um the people that I used to do uh, the occasional cabaret with at the duplex uh, are oh. doing like it's their first one back at uh, after COVID and they asked me to sing. So I was going to see what kind of interest I can get for um, people to come. Cool. But wait, what's the date of that? You've already shared it. It's the first. Oh, dang it. <laughs> so I can't go. So someone in right. my place, please attend. Um, I will share more information. Uh, um, we will uh, get together yes. and play live the day before 
No. Two days. Two days before. Yeah. So on the 20, all of the details. This, the, is, this is more like a, a tingler. A, a yeah, taster. the teaser. Teaser. Tingler. Teaser. <laughs> Much it's better a tingler. Than a tingler. <laughs> <laughs> In Rurik's world, teasers are tinglers, and that just explains a lot. Hang on. Uh, let me see. Where is it? This information um, makes me feel kind of funny. <laughs> my tingle is... My oh, tingle fits <laughs> <are tingling. laughs> uh, So, um, who let the okay. four-year-olds in? So, All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, so, we'll see you next Stonewall week. is throwing a Halloween party uh, on, on August the 29th. Uh, August? August sorry, October the 29th. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't had the, any coffee today. That's the Stonewall Corral, not the Stonewall Tavern. Yes, and, yes. Stonewall Corral is throwing a Halloween party on Saturday, October 29th at 6.30 p.m. at St. John's in the Village. Um, our host is going to be Miss Fabulous herself. Her name is Temple Grande. Um, she's a bearded queen who um, also sings with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Um the it's there's going to be nosh there's going to be booze there's going to be not booze um the chorus will get up and sing at one point uh temple's going to do a couple of numbers and we're going to have various chorus members uh performing in a cabaret style performance so if and it's only slotted for about two hours so uh if you don't have earlier halloween plans and you have a costume that you want to show off visit stonewallcorral.org and scroll down a little bit um, and you'll see a link to purchase tickets for the Halloween party. So we'd love to see your spoopy selves there. It is gay Christmas. So it is the rainbow mafia's holiday of choice. So yeah, so that's, that's going to be a big week because wait, what are you going dressed as? I don't know yet. I think I have to decide on what I want to sing. I'm contemplating Minnie the Moocher because it has some uh, audience participation. Do you know the song? Uh, work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, folks, here's the story about Minnie the Moocher. Yeah. She was a low down moochie cool, 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 cool. So maybe like a flapper or something. We'll see. Even though Cab Calloway technically was popular in the 30s and 40s, there aren't really like 30s and 40s themed that aren't like Rosie the Riveter or like an army nurse kind of thing. <laughs> so we'll see. A flapper outfit sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tomorrow in future pre-recorded, but we know that tomorrow's the 24th time, is United Nations Day, which I think is is a really great opportunity to kind of just think about how we all work internationally and then we get to go to well everybody else gets to go to the Halloween party put on by Stonewall Corral on the 29th and then everybody gets to spend between the 24th and the 29th desperately putting together their costumes (laughs) because um, that's what happens when you procrastinate and I have not experienced procrastinated Halloween design in so long that I am panicked that I actually have to experience it this year because I will be, I, I, I moved and now I have to put together a costume. I, I think I'm gonna do a dragon pirate skeleton. <laughs> this is what happens when you have to throw things together. Mm. Just more ideas than actual sense. Are we gonna dress up for next session? 
Ooh, I'd be down for that. I have you to wear our costumes. Jason's like, shit. Now I have to get a costume. You could be, you could be a gangster to, to gangster to my flapper. What do you think, Jess? Are you in? <laughs> he looks so. He looks so scared. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have a pile of Comic Con costumes. Yeah, I mean, you can just so. cosplay any of those. You can join. You can do Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, did you send any of those things back? Just Bezos may have uh, refunded all those for us. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. Not recorded. Not on here. Not posted. To nobody knows. <laughs> Um, to the right. future, future us, me could take care of that. <laughs> I mean, we all have uh, costume stuff. We can throw. Uh, that's what we should do. We should, except for me, because I don't have anything except for the bare bones, and so it's literally going to be just randomly whatever random costume shit you have. But you should like look at on. your costume junk and like create. I'm going to wear my kilt just because Jess won't be able to see it. It'll drive her crazy. <laughs> that's so mean. Oh. All right, we digress. Jess is going to be showing up in person for that session. In our <laughs> we break, digress. I'm going to just like right. change from this location to that location, and you'll just see me in Jason's <laughs> square. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, so many cool things coming up. Loris has got a ton of stuff going on. Uh, but now we're going to put Jess on the spotlight and ask her what the word of the day is. <clears throat> word squeaky, squeaky. of the day. Word of the day. The yeah. word of the day is acquiesce. To Ooh. accept, agree, or give consent by keeping silent or by not raising objections. I really like that word. I like saying acquiesce. It sounds like what you're doing. Yes, my lord, we acquiesce to your demands. I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, I can't take credit for that. That's from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. That's why it's, it's like nice to the quoting. Uh, we are skipping commercial because this is pre-recorded and such is life. Uh, and now the easiest role for recap that we will ever have. <laughs> I'll probably lose. And I still <laughs> worry that I might have forgotten everything. Because normally when we roll for a recap, I've actually rewatched the session a few times with the recording. The last time I didn't because Jason did all the work. But usually I've had like a couple of doses. 13. Uh, 17. Uh, Just say it, Jess. 12. Yay. Okay. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Last time on Probability of Demise. Um, let's <laughs> see. We started off kind of all individually running or doing some things while we were resting. Um, um, Veritar had his bracelet checked out by a very exhausted Jill who um, basically explained that it was like, a, what was it, a ring of advantage, mm -hmm. basically. Um, um, then we went and picked up the various items that we were having crafted. Uh, Tanzanite got her, uh, what are they called? 
just calling it a tiara. It's not yes. a tiara. It's the ones that like sit on your forehead, not circlet? Like sit on your head. A circlet? I think so, actually. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a um, that makes sense. And then Jason got his new gun. Very, very he new gun. He got the pew pew of pew pew. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Trixie uh, attuned with um, her new toy as well. Um, uh, oh, goodness. Okay. Um, the townspeople tried to, like, the, the new council. Uh, tried to initiate a barter with Trixie for basically the knowledge that she has uh, that she gave them um, with all the the healing assistance that she did um, when they were uh, uh, clearing out the tunnels. Um, the negotiation was kind of one-sided um, because this like our group of characters don't really view helping people as like a commodity. Um, yeah as a commodity which is um, funny because tanzanite loves things <laughs> um but in the end in a group effort we managed to um work out that they would armor for every person that was trained through um uh trixie's techniques um, they would provide armor for that same number of people in Overton um, and, or the allies of Overton. Um, and we also got, I think, accommodations whenever we need them. Was the house thrown in or not? Yes. You think we're opening an embassy. Out because you were interrupted mid-negotiations. Right. Yeah, I don't know if any of this was ever fully agreed to. Because All right, well, that was where it was headed, at least. And then... Um, the they were uh veritar and his siblings i think were were doing a ritual um in order to find tiamat or at least that was the impression that veritar was given and then the council <laughs> smart ass and then the council um what they were like um no this was to shield us but i guess it didn't work because all of a sudden we were being attacked by tiamat and five um very large dragons so everybody which is 10 total dragon heads if you're counting yes <laughs> if you're keeping count yes there were 10 heads involved and yes um so at that point um all of the uh layman's folk decided to rush into the tunnels as we were attempting to run out um the uh, Veritar and, and his siblings uh, were the first out originally, and then Trixie caught up rather quickly. Um, then there were two of... Oh, uh, also, Asher fixed the portal. Um, and right as he did that, two of the... How is it pronounced? I always feel like... Githzerai. What is it? Githzerai. Okay. That's uh, two right. two of the Works. three githzerai uh, came came through the portal, uh, and so they also went out to assist. And um, as Ash or Asher and Tanzanite uh, caught up with everyone else, uh, Asher polymorphed Trixie into a rock, uh, R O C rock giant bird, um, big big birdie, big bird. 
That's a big. That's a big bird. Um, <laughs> sorry. Where's Eric? When Vocal stim. Um, and everybody kind of uh, spread out into like a defensive formation, um, and through various attacks, um, we lost the the two Githzerai. Um, to an unfortunate melting situation. Um, we would have lost of, anybody of the, in the party of the, to that of the acidic situation. persuasion. That was a um, dangerous role. Um, and then the siblings uh, actually teleported over and did a lot of lightning damage um, to the dragon and killed it. And then as the dragon fell, Tanzanite, who originally was strategically placed under the dragon, was um, at that point, at that point, disadvantagedly so placed underneath I mean, she the was now in a really good spot collapsing dragon. Until death yes. dragon. Until it wasn't. Yes. yes. Um, and so kind of the, the, the last little bit of the battle was Tanzanite, uh, reacting quickly in order to protect herself from minimal damage and death by, uh, crushing of dragon, uh, death by being crushed by a dead dragon. Um, and Veritar mm -hmm. and his siblings, uh, took off to, um, to chase after Tiamat since it was, uh, the closest they had, uh, come to. Then Yes, to catching her. That was beautiful. Her. If only all of our recaps were this in-depth and knowledgeable. Well, and this so is the first time I've ever actually had to recap. We, we might have to like wait her dice so that she rolls that once. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so let us begin and dive back into this story where we once left off. Tanzanite. Bye, Veritar. Bye. Yes, yes. Uh, Asher and Trixie in rock form looking off in the distance as, oh, yeah. as Verator and crew leave. Tansen. I guess I can like drop the concentration on the polymorph. Well, I mean, like, no, you're, you're, you're where you're at. Tansenite, you're enshrouded in shadows. They're holding you safe within the cocoon. You see nothing, but you can kind of get a sense through the shadows what's going on around you. But mostly by pulling this magic and, and expending such a huge amount of these divine energies within yourself, you felt another burst of power flowing that's going to need direction. And you also are aware of sizzling going all around you on the outside and additionally, the shadows seem to have gained a little bit more of your attention, maybe? Or they've just embedded themselves deeper because you can hear their screams as they burn away through the acid, as this body is still on top of you. You are protected, but you can hear the shadows dying. Oh. So, Asher and Trixie, you're I take you are successful. Trixie, you <laughs> are <laughs> be, be, deep in an acidic eyeball. 
uh, I would have, as I felt the dragon fall, I would have, a, like, you know, let go and, and grapple form uh, of, or of the grapple. I would have released the grapple. And I would have flown to where uh, I would have last assumed Tanzanite would be. And I'm going to try to start tearing away. Um, or I guess it depends. Uh, would I know where she fell under? Can I tell? Let's do a little um, retroactive perception check to see if you okay. noted where she was as you were trying to fly Let down. Me... Your attention was oh. on the dragon, not necessarily okay. on your colleague underneath the dragon. So this is going to be a fairly high DC, but not impossibly high. Well, the good news is the rock has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. <laughs> I'm just checking what the actual perception is. Uh, wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I rolled two 18s. <laughs> so I think 22? Two, yeah, 22. Great. Uh, as you kind of backwing away from the, the, the grapple that you had on and, and hover for a moment... Uh, the 150-foot wingspan of this collapsed dragon covers much of the field that it is in. The 120 feet of length to the body is also an enormous space. But you think you had spotted a little flicker of shadow towards the tail. Okay. Towards kind of where the join of the tail is with the rear legs of this beast would have been. So as a question, what, uh, question to the DM, what size is the, the dragon considered? Oh, this is, uh, ancient dragons are ridiculous. I, I gotta pull up my little list here, but, um, they're considered gargantuan. Okay. Cause so is, so is I so think am they're, I right they're now. like comparable in size, or I think, right? Like the rock and the dragon. The, there's a big difference between the rock and the dragon. Um, if you let me go pull up the little list that I have here for for the dragon, for the rock. I mean, for the dirt, Find my thing. They, they are definitely similar, but they're not. I'm just, okay, so the thing is, is I would have gone over, and if I could, I would try to move the tail, like, to pick up the tail and, like, fly and, and like, try to uh, yeah. move the tail. I just, I don't know if that's folly based, like, I don't have an idea of size comparison. Yeah. So here's the problem with uh, gargantuan, because gargantuan is kind of the top level of size mm. in D&D. &D. And uh, Gargantuan is a creature that is at least 20 feet by 20 feet or larger. Okay. Um, and So including rock, but not limited to, basically. For the rock, generally, although the one that uh, we had that Asher had spotted that was, he's able to replicate is a young rock, um, a full-grown adult rock, just as an FYI or anybody who's watching is going to go fact-check me, I believe is 200 <laughs> feet wingspan, um, but their body is not that big. So when you look okay. at this dragon, the body is enormous. It's 120 feet long. 
right. from nose to tail, plus 150 feet of wingspan. So it is significantly larger than you, Okay. Um, but you both qualify as gargantuan. And in terms of the mechanics around strength checks and things like that, you're pretty much consider yourself to be two medium creatures having a good time. Okay, but could I lift the tail? <laughs> with an Just adequate, the tail. With an adequate strength check? Are you trying to fly okay. up with it, or are you trying to... Um, I mean, I would try... I guess I would try to fly first, um, and if that didn't work, then I guess I would try to, like, maybe, like, muscle well, I think it. because you're in the body of the rock, and you have that those automatic things of, like, knowing how to fly when you're polymorphed because polymorph is a spell and magic is cool and it does things for you <laughs> you'd be aware that you're at a better advantage using your wings as leverage than you would be on the ground okay so yes i attempt to pick up the tail and at least move it so Roll that, that strength check for dead weight okay actually rocks are cool by the way Ooh. okay um Twenty-eight. Cooler. Awesome. Yes. So with a twenty-eight, you, ouch, you uh, uh, grasp the tail and you begin to lift. Um, Tanzanite. You can feel a release. You can't still see anything because the shadows that are protecting you. Um, but you can feel a little bit of release of pressure. It's a little bit lighter than it was before. Uh, but as that, that release of pressure happens, you can also feel that the acids that have been surrounding your, 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 your shield of shadow just pour forth for a moment and you hear a heightened scream from your shadows um, before the pressure is released. Um, for, to your perspective, uh, Trixie, uh, you're picking up the tail because you can't see under it when you're picking it up. Um, Asher, are you in that zone looking or? Um, I guess I'm trying to see if I could see her because I knew she was under there. So I would say that you, um, it's, this is terrible, but at, in our last session, we pre-session saw a dog's bum. Um, <laughs> and uh -oh. it's kind of like the rock is lifting the tail and you're seeing the bum of a dragon. Uh, a black dragon and there against the black dragon is a darker patch of shadow um, still slightly wedged but but possibly free but but acids <laughs> pouring from a wound in the dragon um, and creating a saturated area around that little shadow egg Cocoon, a shadow cocoon. Shadow cocoon. Um, I'm trying to avoid having the dragon lay a tanzanite egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon as I would have felt that release, I'm probably going to regret this. But what I, what she would have done is gotten rid of the shadows so that they're not hurt anymore, and then I would have uh, uh, misty stepped thirty feet to okay. at least get out from under the tail. So with the dismissal and then the Misty Step right after that, I just want you to, to I, I think Misty Step has, oh, my memory is so good. It's just like a banana. You slide all over it, <laughs> slippery and 
intangible. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Banana peel? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Oh, don't. dear. Oh dear, uh, oh dear, so, oh dear. So you, you wave to dismiss the the shadows and see acid falling towards you. There is a vocal component is all that there is to Misty Step, and it's a bonus action. It's instantaneous. <clears throat> it's super, super fast. So I just want you to roll a dexterity check, and I don't want you to roll a one, because if you roll a one, you're going to get burned. Okay. Um... Wait, where's all my stuff? Please don't roll. Oh no! No, you didn't roll one. You didn't roll one. A two. Oh Jesus! Plus three. Okay. Um. Oh God, you scared me. And I think she actually scares your character. I think I think Asher and Trixie, you see the the shadow, the dark shadow Asher, boom, out, and you see Tanzanite and acid just splashes all around her, and you see <clears> nothing <throat> else. Oh shit! And I'm just gonna like run towards the acid where it splashed down where she was. Tanzanite, cool mist envelops you, and without thought of your direction you just gave yourself a space to get out of this mess that you're in and you the mist part and as the mist part you see asher running towards this humongous pile of black dragon flesh and acid that's pouring all over into this field slowly melting it and above holding aloft strength just quivering wing tendons holding this huge tail up because nobody's told her that you're wherever you are, and honestly, she probably shouldn't drop it because that would be a big splash. Uh, <laughs> that is what you see, Tanzanite. Asher's running it straight into the acid, towards the acid, not there yet, but what do you say or do, or do you let him run? <laughs> just let Imagine if I was just like, oh, what's gonna go? Very good, no. I <laughs> yelled at Asher, you. and I'm like, stop! <clears throat> Over here! <laughs> skidding in the still uh, a destroyed field that there's acid everywhere really and it, most of it's uh, uh, evaporated enough or, or, or decomposed enough that it's no longer burning anything but it has created a terrain that is difficult terrain squelchy gross swampy um, this dragon was trying to make a new layer and you slide in that muck for a little bit it's turning to look over at Tanzanite. Then I'm gonna run back the other way away from the muck so okay. I don't get acidy. Um, I think at this point, Trixie, especially with the high wisdom that and perception that uh, rocks have, you do note two small figures running away from the disgusting muck. Can I tell if they're far enough away that I can just drop the tail? You know when. Okay. So when you say when, it's time. Okay. When? <laughs> I could never play a game of chicken. <sighs> the, the, the tidal wave of acid splashing out and almost 
assisting in the decomposition of itself, like eating away at the carcass of this dragon is just this pool of fetid acid and clearly destroyed farmland. Um, nothing will grow here for quite a long time without serious intervention. Um, yeah, you are successful and you three appear to have slain a dragon. And at just that moment, you hear the clanking of <laughs> dwarves. They did say appear to. I mean, and you hear the clunk, as the legion. The dwarves come marching one by one. Hurrah! Hurrah! <laughs> hurrah. <laughs> they come emerging from underground out of multiple exits, um, quite loudly, and. Stop. We've got to teach them to be quiet. Meh. And you see them all pause. And then a couple of individuals call a halt and you hear the relayed orders. I think somebody described it as the five armies of dwarves at some point. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, one of the new members of the, the ruling council uh, comes up away from the ranks and very carefully skirts around the hugely damaged acid pond or pool or maybe even a lake that is the center of where the draconid corpse continues to decompose uh, and approaches you all. Is Trixie clear of the acid now? Um, she is flying? I, I would have come over, yeah, I would have flown over and like kind of landed a little bit behind so that I didn't buffet them over with okay. my landing so, and then like and then I'm just gonna like wave my hand and let go the, of the yeah. <laughs> oh you're little again <sighs> the feathers fly off into a million directions before also fading into oblivion <laughs> <laughs> tastes like dragon eyeball I, nice I don't want to talk flavor. I don't want to I don't want to talk about it um it's, it's vinegar that's gone wrong. Oh, I'm look at the dragon. Her. I'm gonna look at the the council member. I'm gonna be like, so about the trade thing. Um, does anybody know how to make dragon leather armor? I don't know if there's anything left of it. Uh, you see, you see this council member look back at this decomposing corpse. We'll we'll figure it out. And immediately you hear a shouted order, and then. Several pike bearers march forward cautiously, extremely cautiously, and begin a process of fishing out whatever is available. Um, Does it have like any kind of loot that we could get to besides, okay, besides like meat and bones and things? Yeah, roll a perception check. I guess I would assist because I would probably at least be exactly. That is a nat twenty. Ba Boom. Oh. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you uh, then. <laughs> uh, could help. you go ahead and roll a perception check as well? Because you have a slightly different perspective. He's not going to get something that you. <laughs> a slightly different perspective. No. Some, slightly. You, you, you were a flying creature <laughs> that engaged a specific part of its anatomy. Um, not, that's not a nat, nat 20. Um. It's a 12. Okay. Um, 
that taste in your mouth is very different than a generic acid taste. It's something directly from the eyeball, and there is another eyeball. And it, you, it's it's creating curiosity. Uh, Asher, these sections, especially along the jaw, where acid had eroded and then the flesh had survived, and it created kind of this bone-like carapace. Those sections from both what you remember, but also seeing how they don't melt in the acid, they definitely have a different and interesting set of properties. Uh, the other pieces are there's all sorts of folklore around dragon parts that is pre-disaster of the world. Um, don't know how much of that is true, but if any of the mysteries and stories you've heard are true, almost every part of this dragon has potential in the right hands. I'm going to relay all of that to like the Dwarven council member, just mm -hmm. be like, you know, like the bones can make really good weapons or like whatever, and just like yeah. tell him everything that I've ever read about dragons. Awesome. So Asher's sharing all this information. Trixie, you have this thought about the eyeball and that very strange chemical composition. Something reminds you of some of the potions you've been working on recently. Uh, and Tanzanite, what are you up to? I want to, I want to check on my shadows. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you think you go about checking on your shadows? I fall to my knees on the ground and play with my shadow. I'm like, are you okay? What's wrong? Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like, their own shadows or my shadow so I just go to the first shadow I see and I just like <laughs> <laughs> CPR my shadow <laughs> uh, okay um, that's not at all distracting uh, I hope everybody else is successful in what they're trying to do because um, the, 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 you, you can see this Asher that the, the council member as you're relaying this is looking down going uh huh. Uh, the rib bones, bows. Uh, uh, is she okay? Um, yes. I just fine? look up and I go, my shadow. <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, once upon a heel, I learned to heal a whole group in joy and feel better oh, wait enjoy feel better that's it and um i'm gonna cast mass cure wounds targeting her shadows if i can okay cool uh roll the health for that um tanzanite you're gonna get splash heal from this wow that's a shitty roll uh 10. okay so tanzanite you gain tip 10 hit points uh, and as you gain those 10 hit points, you notice that your shadow, your shadow is not attached and it's curled up on its side. How very Peter Pan breathing very slowly. 
a big spoon it. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I do something. And I, I... <laughs> I also cure wounds it. <laughs> uh, Can I cure wounds myself? I don't know you... how this works. As you cure wounds, it uh, uh, again. Um, it's it has no more room for hit points, mechanically speaking. So as you cast cure wounds into it, because it got fully healed with Asher's work, uh, you can feel that it just kind of just gets pushed back at you, and you the spell fizzles. Um, there's no no room for it to heal more, <laughs> for for the shadows to become more shadowy, uh, and uh, I would say that you definitely need to take care of it. Um, but I'm gonna walk over to the shadow and be like, "My father has multiple personalities, but he's good people." Last time I told jokes to the shadows, they got stronger. I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, they're that took me a second. To be unconscious right now, so I'm not going to be able to save that. But um, just, <laughs> I, I like that. that that's, um, but okay. So, okay. Trixie, what are you up to, if anything? Um, the two um, shadow talkers are having their shadowy moment, playing in the shade. Um, I guess there's no way to get close, I'm assuming, to the dragon's head without stepping in acid. Uh, the head is at one of the ends and it's a little bit more up. <laughs> really? The, 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 the thing of this is, is like the acids pool towards the center of the body. And the head uh, okay. is up higher right now. So the head is actually one of the few parts, including the wingtips, which are being dragged apart and dragged off of the, the corpse. But the head is one of the areas that is not currently drenched in its own acids. Uh, you can just see that as the acids pour off of what is left of the head, that they don't erode that jawline uh, of those leathers there. And you can already see that several of the dwarves have followed Asher's suggestions and are busy trying to figure out how to remove these very um, resilient bits of material. Okay. Um, I'm going to gingerly pick my way over there. Um, and I'm going to see if the eyeball is still intact. The one that I didn't attack. I, very much so. When you go around, uh, you can see that the eyelid has burned away, but the eyeball is still there. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna pull out my shovel. <laughs> oh, gross. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take her out. Carve like, out your eyes with a spoon. I'm <laughs> like, I'm sorry, this is the first thing that we're experiencing together, but you're kind of the best one for the job right now. And I just, like, I <laughs> try to get it like, wedge so that I can pop the eye out. <laughs> uh, so because this is truly using the shovel for its original purpose, <laughs> um, I would love for you to just roll this as an attack roll. 
<laughs> Good thing I tuned. <laughs> oh God, sorry. Oh, please roll in that one. <laughs> oh, that's not your twenty. <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> so describe to me how this eyeball comes free. I mean, I would have, I would have uh, done all I could to to make sure that it, you know, was going to happen as easily as possible. So, kind of like you do with like a half of a grapefruit with the spoon, you kind of like go around and make sure that it's all kind of separated. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. Keep going. <laughs> um, and 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 um um and at which point I would have just you know used leverage to to pop it out. That's all. That's all she wrote. Sorry, so, so, you asked me to describe it. The, the folks around you are just the, the, the people behind you here. As you like kind of wedge your way around it. And then as you get to that last bit, it's... And it just kind of releases. And attached to the eye is this long nerve that went back into the brain. Um, and uh, probably with a really swift chop, you could actually sever that thing. Yeah. Um, and your shovel is now drenched in the essence of a black dragon. Is it okay? Looks pristine, undamaged. Okay. okay. Uh, that was I my give... only concern. Yeah. <laughs> like, she'll just gave me this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on top of my animated box, which is still floating around, yeah. <laughs> and then ride it like a flying carpet over above the dragon. Mm-hmm. And then. I am going to. Uh, did not think this through. Okay, I'm going to say, acid burning all, let's neutralize it quickly with this baking soda. I'm going to summon into in the air, like, a large, I guess, oh, I think I could do oh large no. right now, as much baking soda as I can, oh, and no. it'll just go, like, down on, onto the, onto the like, course. acid that's everywhere burning into the ground. And, mm, is uh, that all that's going to happen? <laughs> uh, well, you've all seen what happens when acid and baking soda Interact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it neutralizes it. Oh, so yeah. it stops burning. Oh, it definitely stops ba- burning for a moment. But you've all seen what happens with that combination, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, back up. <laughs> Where? It starts off slow, but it builds. And kind of like a Mentos in a Coke bottle, oh, it finally... <laughs> The stench of I'm acid gonna, rotted. I'm just going to fly away on my magic flying <laughs> carpet box. Dragon kind of explodes out everywhere. But you've preserved more of the corpse than would otherwise have been preserved. And you may have done something to mitigate some of the harm done to the farmlands. I would say over the course of the rest of the day, the dwarven folk are going to, and, the, and they are dwarves, uh, they are going to continue to, they're pre-dwarf dwarves, they're going to continue to harvest and um, work away at the corpse. Uh, Jill comes out 
black circles under both eyes as she's once again woken up before she got a chance to rest. But can I give she her seems the food gleeful. that I got certainly, for her? Certainly. She seems gleeful. Please eat before she, the next time you sleep. Sorry, I'm done. As she creates a siphon out of various uh, uh, components and begins taking what acid was not destroyed in the uh, in the uh, chemical reaction and fills bladders uh, that seem to be holding up to the acidi acidity um, for future experiments of her own devising and an interest. Um, Science. Science. Uh, but yeah, that bit is done. Um, unfortunately, you're without an airship. But you do have magic circles. Um, <clears throat> some of your crew are not here. Uh, Asher, you have made, uh, uh, I was, I'll call it eye contact with your partner in the development of the um, the program that you've been developing. Uh, she is, I, I think that just in case Tanzanite or Trixie see her, they'll only know her as, uh, as Vaughn, but you do catch sight of her as she's um, integrating with and, and developing things. So she did make it out of the airship successfully. Um, the two medics are still underground working on the wounded. It has now increased a bit. So that's not no, not a worry for you, but some of the crew are not in, in the vicinity. So hopefully they made it under and that will require a little bit of searching to see if everybody made it out alive. Uh, but you are approached again by the council and, and they say, well, um, you've done us a great service and we have negotiations on the table. Uh, I suggest we reconvene those negotiations. Um, oh, okay. Let's do that. All right. Um, So like, what's your primary export? Uh, we didn't have one, but as you can see, and they gesture to all of the people working, um, we are successful armorers and weapon crafters. Uh, we also pride ourselves on our ability to delve and create safe spaces underground. Um, all right, so what if You help us fortify Underton and create a safe underground space in Canyonville for the so that everywhere has protection from dragon attacks. And this is something we could do. The way you defend it up here is something we would not have succeeded in. Uh, many would have been lost in this space. Is there some special technique you used or? Um, I used this ability I have that can turn a person into an animal. And I turned her into a very, very large bird monster. And she was able to kind of fight the dragon, but 
it was actually Veritar and the old council were able to do a lot of the damage as well, and they actually got the killing blow. I see. I see. Oh, uh, we thought it was you. Um, uh, that's. Uh, it took us a while to get organized to get up. Uh, yeah, we we did our best, but we did. We had definitely had a lot of help. There was also the Gisari were here, and two of them died. Oh, we do apologize. Uh, to lose our allies is our a stain on our honor. Uh, it's we, it's it's not no, your, it's, it's not your fault. Uh, it was a big dragon, <laughs> and as you can see, there was a lot of acid involved. You so. are forgiving, but we do feel we owe. And they kind of turns and looks at the other members, only three of which have come up at this point. And they all nod, we'll have a contract written up soon. Uh, yeah, I think as long as we can all find ways to be mutually beneficial to each other, you know, let's keep the alliance as a whole strong. That's, that's what's most important to us. Excellent. Excellent. Dark days, but you are good people. Uh, and they also a sweet suit of leather dragon armor would be awesome. But just throwing that out there. They uh, file down um, <laughs> into the the, the city, um, and uh, you have options. What are you up to right now? What are you going to be doing? There's continued operation on removing of dragon parts. Uh, Trixie does have a very large eye. <laughs> I don't go over Trixie. She'd probably stand there just with this goopy eye, like <laughs> beach ball. It's like, hey, beach uh, ball. what's you what's with the eyeball? People go inside of the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're handling right now. <sighs> like the ones that people play soccer in. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like, so uh, what's with the, what's with the eyeball? I. I... I mean, the acid didn't affect it, so that just, I mean, oh, and I kind of like just give it like a little bit like a kick with my foot. Um, I, don't, I just, I think, I think it deserves a little bit of attention. I'm not sure what, but maybe, maybe it can, you know, help protect against acid or I don't know. I, you know, my, my, like, my poke it. So what are you, what are you doing? I just reached out and poked it with my finger. Uh, so as you poke it, you can feel the, the, the osmotic layer of the eyeball itself repels your hand like a, a hydrophobic object. And yet there's definitely something behind this that is definitely liquidy. I'm going to try to catch Jill's attention. <laughs> is she still siphoning? Yep, she is happily siphoning away. Uh, so how do like you're just getting her attention and waving to her or something like that? I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know, like... 
if I just need to like start rolling this thing kind of like a giant snowball towards her? Uh, will, it fit in definitely... the, will it fit in the floating box? I don't know. It's a little bit bit big, but you could because um, the box is just sealed on all sides. You could precariously balance it on it, probably. Like it's of the size that it could be on there if there were two people very carefully keeping it on. Mm, so, gross. Um, is that what you want to do? Um, no, that's not the right. Carrying Here, you mechanism. come, you you come with, and you can you can you can do your thingy, and then we'll when, once we get it to where it needs to go. Okay. okay. Um. So I kind of like hand walk it over until I'm standing next to Jill, and I go, "Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, what is oh, oh, yeah, right." So, first of all, that, and I point to the acid, mm -hmm. didn't destroy this. And, and, and I grab, I go to grab her hand and I just like, I take her finger and I poke it. <laughs> she's like, once you have her poke it, which she was resistant to. Yeah. But now that she's actually touching it, she can't seem to stop herself. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder what we could create with this it would be really really great if this was like a feminist snakes and 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 we could convert this fluid in here uh do, does anybody have a spigot a syringe i need to draw a sample uh, please. i have a dart is that too sure i mean i do do, do we she anybody got a, a bucket <laughs> <laughs> She holds out a hand. Oh, don't worry about the bucket. We got this handled. Okay. I, I hand her one of my darts. She takes the dart and she just, without even waiting a beat, like <laughs> clearly not the scientific method, she... But also like very, very sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. As, as she put, hits that in, she just holds it for a second and she looks over at you and goes, if I remove this now, it's going to pour all over me. And I like, wait, 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 wait. And I like move my finger right next to the dart. And I say, after three. So on go. Okay. One, two, three, go. Okay. Ready? If it burns your hand. it Just to give you time to move out of the way. That's all. One. One. Two. Three. Save sucked earlier. Go. She pops it out. Uh just like it, putting your finger over a hose, it's not an effective means of stopping it. But what comes out isn't an acid, but an oil. Okay. And you all get covered, who is close <sighs> to you, get covered in this oil, which has a pleasant aroma, oddly enough. Uh, she immediately grabs one of the tubes that have been siphoning the acids, but this one is a fresh one, and she clamps it on there with a bunch of different tools and starts siphoning out the, the, the liquid. Um, could you, Trixie, and anybody else near this area when this they is would, going on? They would, I mean... I mean, I helped move it over there, I guess. So. Yeah, so you're there, too. Go ahead and roll, uh, all, all of you who are there, roll, roll a stanky a eyeball juice. constitution saving throw. <laughs> I'm, I'm spooning my shadow, so am I there? Yeah, no. you're not there. 12. <laughs> you're shadow spooning. 12. Uh, awesome. 18. 18. Awesome. Um, so Trixie, you escape half of this, um, but 
you realize that you wish you hadn't braced yourself against it because the oil that is all over you, um, it makes you feel really, really strong. And you realize that if you had taken that oil and put it on a weapon rather than your body, or maybe a piece of ammunition, that you could use this against a dragon. Asher, you got covered in this stuff. And Trixie, I need you to roll wisdom saving throw. Me? Unless you have immunity to fear effects. Nope. What is it, a wisdom save? Jill totally failed. Wisdom save. That's a 16. Okay, you failed, and so did Jill. Jesus! You barely failed. You find Asher to be the most frightening thing you've ever seen. And you have to spend your movement running away from Asher. Not again. <laughs> so as pale as I can go being a red squirrel, <laughs> maybe more like the color of Jason's shirt. <laughs> yeah. Instead of... Like it's a, bright you know, orange. Your audio. fur just all slicks back into that fear state. Yeah, my and like all of like my my tail just goes like super bushy, um, as much as it can, covered in oil. And I literally, I am, I am out of there. I don't. I'm running Streak. towards the cave. Um, but Jill am I doing like thing. everything? Like I grab her hand, and if if she can't make it, I start carrying her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's full on. And Asher, you're there uh, stuck holding the eyeball. Um, you don't know why they suddenly ran from you, but this oil actually does. It feels pretty, pretty impressive. It's, uh, you know, better than uh, suntan oil. Siphon what she was siphoning, like safely into some whatever container so that it doesn't get wasted. You just take a little bit more of it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you notice after a while of being here that nobody comes within 150 feet of you. Uh, and and uh, eventually, Trixie and uh, Jill, you make the saving throw eventually, unless you want to just try to see if you can roll it with some save. Uh, I will try Trixie's afraid more. of me forever. It's dragon fear. No. Okay. <laughs> It's a it's a while. It's a while before yeah. you see her again. I'm just um, gonna be down in the cave just <laughs> <laughs> Why did Asher become so freaking terrifying suddenly? <laughs> um probably his brute strength with his fast forward a little bit. Negative uh, one modifier. <laughs> Tanzanite, you 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 coax your shadow down underneath with you at some point, I'm sure. Um Trixie, you recover and have that those moments of like why did I, Asher, you come down, uh, all cleaned up with, with, unfortunately for you, having carried each of the buckets full of this, what is <laughs> dragon oil. Um, and, uh, clearly one of the properties is it can cause fear, but one of the other properties is, is that used on a weapon, this can be, uh, it adds 66 against a dragon. Wow. Specific with regard to ammunition or weapons. Huh. Um, Got to arm you with something because you're going after dragons at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and you got buckets and buckets of this. You can decide if you're going to share it with the people down Wait, here. 66 damage against dragons? Six D6. D6. Oh, okay. So when you, when you score a hit, so, so to be clear about this, uh, oil of dragon's bane, um, you coat a weapon with it, uh, which takes a action, but you can do it ahead of time, but before a battle and or a piece of ammunition and any weapon or ammunition covered in the oil will do an additional 66 damage when the attack hits um, the oil will dry after one hour and become inert okay so you want it to be oily so you can't like coat your stuff at 3 a.m and expect it to still be effective at four okay um so before I, I like deliver these buckets to Jill, I'm just gonna like, or when I get there or something, I'm gonna like find some vials and just like take. How many vials am I allowed to take with me? Uh, you it? decide, but we'll 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 describe each vial as a single coating. So. I would like some. So maybe you're too afraid to come get it. I am. <laughs> Um, but you can you choose because you 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 literally are the ones who did this. You mm -hmm. took an entire eyeball. Can yeah, I find, you wouldn't have it without me. Can I find vials in Jill's workshop? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take twenty vials awesome. of it and like distribute them amongst my team. All right. Uh, as you're all twenty-one vials, so then we each get seven that can divide seven it evenly. Each. As you're all sitting down at the cider house, the mead house, uh, having a, a bit of recovery, Trixie is back. Tanzanite, your your shadow is still unconscious, but you feel confident that it's it's going to regain whatever it had lost. Um, because instead of being your shadow and being detached, it's now its own shadow, and you've seen your shadow again. Um, and uh, the the still unconscious. Is it, is it Shadow with seems me it keeps somehow following you like just a little delayed like the shadow you cast is dragged along a little um i try not to move very much throughout the night then i try to find like a really comfy place and i'm like if you need me you will come to me <laughs> uh and the next morning you hear at the door to the cider house. Hello. Uh, we have the contract. Hello. Okay, Hello. okay, 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 we're coming. I get up, okay. I go open the I, door. I just added the oil as a custom item in my backpack so that we don't forget that, we have it. That works. Uh, so all three of you are are there when and and Tanzanite, as you wake up, I think the first thing you probably looked for is your shadows, uh, and you can feel them all around you again, oh. invisible but restored. And there's a deeper connection. And actually, since you all slept, I will say this: you gained two levels. Whoa! Oh shit! And Tanzanite, <laughs> you had a dream. Oh, I had a dream. Where you oh. were in the realm, and let me describe this to you. And it's it's that fuzzy, okay. fuzzy type of dream. Um, fuzzy dream. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. 
Okay. Uh, so you are in a space that just, it's, the shadows here are deeper and it feels like the shadows are infinite. Uh, and as you move through the space, you feel how it's reflected back in terms of the reality that you've been in. Uh, you can see the outline of the underground space that is the city, but it's just shadows. Uh, and then you, in the dream, leave the exit to the underground space and what strikes you is there's just this lack of color and light. There's no sun, no moon, no stars. It's just an inky black vaulted sky. It looks like all the color has been leached out, leaving nothing but kind of a, a, a chroma cast, a chromo removed cast uh, space and dimness is more the darker black and brightness is the lighter black. Mm -hmm. As you sit there, you realize that even just intuitively, you realize this, that even should you light the space with a source of light that would normally work like a flame or fire, it would be cold and it wouldn't be bright. It would just be a lighter darkness in the darkness that is here. Um, and it may not even work at all. It might just snuff out immediately. Uh, if it did succeed though, and there was a spot of light, that brighter blackness would be visible in all directions for miles at a range well beyond what would normally be a visibility. Gravity and time seem to be similar in feel as you're having this dream, but you can feel almost like a blanket, a weighted blanket over your whole body, the thick magic of this space, the thick divine magic that belongs to you and you belong to it. And then you wake up. and get ready for several dreams of that nature into the future. Hey. Uh, so, uh, Trixie and Asher and Tanzanite, you'll wake up, you, you get roused by somebody from the council maybe, the door opens and there's a young, very well dressed for someone for a culture that does not view dressing up as a, a big deal individual much too young to be waking you up this early with a huge sheaf of papers and bowing they pass it to you your lands and title thank 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 you i'm gonna take it be like I thought you didn't bow here. Uh, I'm doing what you do. I watched you from the gallery. Oh, you don't have to do that. Um, oh, I practiced all night. You did a good job. It was a good bow. It just, it just... I'm going to be on the ambassadorial team. Cool. Good for you. 
Yes. Apparently, I'm really good at learning things. Well, maybe someday we'll see you in, in Overton or Canyonville at the embassies that we're going to build there. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so uh, the details of your deed and title, uh, your rights into perpetuity, uh, the, the, we are sending the uh, other location information straight to the folks in Overton and Canyonville with regards to the, the um, embassy. And uh, your fortress is uh, at the peak of the underground space. Uh, it is, it, it, I don't know if it is a slight that they gave it to you that's above ground or if, it's a, if it was part of the protection idea. Um, but I am happy to be your tour guide. Tansy, okay. you wake? Yeah. Hey, they gave us a fortress. I know. You okay? I heard my shadows. Technically, the dragon did. It wasn't your fault. But I pulled them up to cover me. W well... I mean, they're there to help you, right? I guess. Did you try telling them a joke? Um, no. I don't I don't know a joke. Will you tell it a joke? Um I like stick my hand up in some light and <laughs> so my shadows on like the wall. <laughs> um why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. I look at my shadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to do two ridiculous things. First, Tans and I roll an insight check. Okay. <laughs> Another joke off in the making. Seven. Uh, never mind. The rest of it's all fine. Oh, God. Uh, okay. I can't tell you anymore. Um. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't seem to be running away, so I guess it didn't hurt it. Do you think you feel up to going to seeing this place we got now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe we will pick out a room to keep your all your tiaras? Yeah, okay. I look at Asher and I go, I don't know what to do. Do you need a hug or something? I just, I don't wait for her to answer. I like cannonball towards her <laughs> and like knock her over. <laughs> <laughs> in like a full body wrap hug. I just go <laughs> just hair. <laughs> you too. I said, but I love you. I love you so much. Please don't be sad. Yeah, okay. That's okay. <sighs> well, let's go look at our house. Okay. I think well, it's we, technically well, an embassy, right? Like it doesn't belong well, to us. Well, that's true. 
the, yeah. the young person looks up, oh, oh, no, 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 the embassy is down here. Uh, this is your fortress. Oh. Was that okay. a correction? Let's no, go that's... look at our fortress. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think at one point it was it was discussed that maybe we would also have an embassy here, and that that would where we would be residing. And then it was uh, kind of inferred that that was that we should ask for more. So the house is perfect. And then I look over at Tanz and I and be like, <laughs> "Can you describe yeah, what you look like?" And what was your what was your name again? Oh, I'm Belen. Could you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled just like it sounds. Well, um. What does it sound like again? Yeah. What does Billen. it sound like again? Belen. Belen. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Fill in. Um. The the inflection was uh, just was 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 uh um. Was Belen. Belen. Uh, uh, okay. Mm, yeah, got Bullen, it. Bullen. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, it just it it's just a little. We wanted to make sure we're saying it correctly when we address you. Please lead the way. Okay. Uh, and with that, he kind of marches up, and you end up spiraling up uh, a long way, and it's kind of like. The traversal is fairly significant, but you do know that you're still within um, the complex that is the city. And this feels like it's more on the side of those things that were kept secret, uh, not where the marketplace was, not where the, the the first chamber that you were brought to was, but definitely deeper, but higher. And uh, you end up coming out on top of a mountain and he walks out onto this little plateau bit for a little bit and turns around as you are following him and he gestures up and he points up to this huge, huge space. Uh, the, the entryway, it looks like a tunnel ex ex excavated a bit, just like a, a few, few dozens of feet of brick and mortar extruding out, but up against a cliff face are these very, um, very austere looking straight columned uh, towers that seem part retaining wall for the mountain, but also part rampart and, and uh, um, defensive structure with one, two, and then the, the center set and they come in pairs so it's it's a total of six of these uh kind of upreaching spaces but the center set that the two that bracket where the gated piece actually plunges into the mountain uh reach up even higher and up at the top you can see torches are lit and there are crenellations up there um it is probably a four or five story structure built into the mountain and then looking over this plateau, you can see that it's mostly meadow grass that like mountain goats might be able to eat, but nothing truly, it's too rocky in nature, nothing truly uh, successful for your average uh, livestock or whatnot. So you can see why this might not have been a prime location, um, except for its nature as an outlet to the higher reaches of this 
somewhat hilly valley um, and walking if you chose to walk to a little archway that kind of swoops down and then plunges itself into the ground you can see a pathway leading on the outside of the mountain back down into the valleys where the farmlands were um, it's quite a distance from that main space but you just in, in viewing this you can see the the whole scope of the ground above the dwarven city and home um, and it's very clear from how this is placed that this was one of their early attempts at defensive structures for outside incursions mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily something that they were very successful at utilizing so are there windows like windowed spaces or is it only just the ramparts that are uh, you can see that there there are some very thin uh, openings on those columns that I mentioned uh, but the the general vis visage of the space is uh, pretty austere pretty blank um, it the it looks pretty uninviting from a uh, open spacious sense uh, it looks much more in the zone of formidable hmm. um, Trixie yells out if there's a room with a window I call it <laughs> the the young dwarf looks at you. Uh, uh, we, we can build windows they're not exactly uh, uh, safe well, I just need something so I can get a little bit of fresh air because um, I grew up in trees. So being like being underground, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, occasionally is fine. But I just I got to have fresh air. I just I just maybe we can like I'll, figure I'll out some sort of like shutter situation. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah, your staff numbers 10. Um, okay. Two are, are of maintenance one is of grounds and the rest uh various duties like cooking and and caretaking for the space and cleaning um you can hire more if there's other things that you need uh but uh the, the, the city will cover the 10 okay wages and they're being paid fairly yes uh what is uh, what is fair to you? I just, you know, what the what someone of their trade um, is 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 uh, enough, you know, for them to be comfortably housed and to take care of any family well, they may they, have. They, and... they live here, and their families live here. Oh, okay. Oh, great. More people. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, as as the ones with the title, you are. Their caretakers and protectors, um, and uh, yes. Okay, we'll figure it out. Should we not have had staff? No, 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 no. That's absolutely fine. I, I, um, uh, it, it, uh, I, I didn't. I've never even had my own room, so it, it's, it's, it's going to be a learning experience. Uh, I think maybe the only person who probably has anything close to this kind of experience is, um is uh tanzanite over here but um we'll we'll figure it out and hopefully hopefully they'll they'll be gracious um with us uh as we learn 
What, what do you mean by titles? It's in the paperwork. As you thumb through the very thick volume, uh, you can see that they have claimed you as lords and ladies. But it's not with any distinction between the two gendered uh, names. It's that uh, Trixie, Tans Knight, and Asher, lords and ladies of the realm. And it's very clear, looking at the titling and everything, that they had to make something up for you. <laughs> it, it definitely has that hesitancy in how it was written. That was that that's that that was that's kind. Um, and I look over at Tanson and I say, "Well, it's better than pirate." I lean over to Lillian and I go. She's a pirate queen. Oh, we'll, we'll correct that immediately. No, 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 no worries, no worries, no worries. Thank uh, you. Um, As it uh, should be. And any other changes to the titles that we should be aware of? Hey, Bill. Uh, yeah, actually, the the guy right there. He's uh, Lord Master. Uh, Lord, Lord silly Master. pants. Okay, that's, that's enough. Not a thing. Villain, I, I apologize. She's she is she is fooling with you. She is I apologize. She is she is goofing with you. But the Please disregard. No, I am not actually a pirate queen. That is a rumor. Hey Villain, do you know um speaking of the pirate queen, um do you know if the crew of our airship has turned up around the city? Oh yeah. Uh, Overnight. Yes, yes. Uh, two members of two individuals of your, and he gestures at Asher of your similar build and look, uh, are being cared for at the cider house. Uh, they you were just there. They 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 have rooms at the back. Uh, the, oh, the, okay. The proprietor has vacated temporarily to make sure that your group could stay together until we were able to come up with this space for you. Oh, well, that uh, was kind of them. They can be moved here or they can remain. Uh, I mean, if you. they're in good enough health to move, we can have them moved here for now. Excellent, excellent. Uh, if um, possible, could you also let my apprentices know um, of our new lodgings, my, my two apprentices that were helping with healing? Uh, excellent. I, I will need to get on this right away. Um, uh, excuse me? Hey, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for all your help. Hey, Bill. Yes, Lord Asher? Why don't, uh, why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank? I did not. Because uh, they just wash up on shore. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and I glare at Asher, not Valen. <laughs> or Valen. Billin, 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 Bill and in. Uh, so, Billin scurries off, and um, depending on what you're all up to, the the people here. <laughs> I round on Tanzanite. <laughs> Listen, this whole pirate queen thing. Like, hey, you're the one who's a pirate queen. You should just not be a pirate queen. Listen <laughs> to the people. 
You know it would be really helpful? If, if I take stop. the ring at the window and I run inside. <laughs> Don't you dare. And I chase after her. I am faster than you. Don't you dare. Uh, um, so I chase after her. This, this is a, a fun point for us to just do this and have a little bit of a, this episode will wind down in this space, I think. Um, uh, describe to me how you make your home. Um, this, aside from the exterior, which can be adjusted, windows can be created uh, within reason, but the three of you, just describe where you end up taking residence, what rooms might be in common. Um, this is a house building episode. Hey, okay. I can go first if people need time to think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so she first has to throw Tanzanite out of the room. <laughs> yes. She obviously beat her to it. Pick, pick her up by the back of the neck and just. Oh. <laughs> um, but what she, the reason, the main reason she wants a window is because she wants to set up some sort of hammock so that she can hang and like see out the window. Mm -hmm. um, she would also have at least one wall that would be um, uh, shelves with books about both uh, like at least the military strategies that the, the Alliance is currently like using or studying. Um, and also like all of her notes uh, and her mother, anything like any materials her mother has shared with her um, of healing techniques and such. Um, a little, not quite like an alchemy table, but like just, you know, mortar and pestle, couple of tubes, test tube kind of thing, a couple of vials, a couple of um, uh, spots for some solutions just to kind of keep up on her uh, her research when when she has the time for it and then um <laughs> on the on the last wall like next to the door i want like <laughs> a little kind of like oh i don't know how to just like thing like a rack i guess to put my shovel on so that <laughs> like when i go to if i need to make a quick exit i can just like grab it on my way out awesome like the family sword above the fireplace. <laughs> it's now an an artifact and relic of the great pirate queen Trixie. I still haven't Hero, come up with a name yet. Hero of the first age. Uh, Asher or Tanzanite, do you, either of you have a room or uh, shared room description that, of a space in this building? Um. I would have loved, Tanzanite would have loved a larger, more uh, windowless room, like very much a la her old bedroom. Um, you know, definitely like if almost like if you could imagine like a really cozy, comfortable room made of crystals, like as close to that as you could like, A, she would have access to, to like decorate, as well as, uh, you know, it's still, still being cozy. Like you're not literally laying on a crystal because that would hurt. 
but it has like, you know, almost luminescent lights and stuff. Yeah, I mean, sure, with time you could work on that and build that yeah. in and bring in different pieces over time and, uh, yeah. That'd be like the ultimate goal. And see like nuggets of that zone coming in as like a, a great display is brought in and, and a, a magical light inserted into the middle of it and some other things that just over time grows into a, a cozy crystal steampunkish, I guess, cozy sort yeah. of? Or, yeah. Okay. Asher, what about you? Um, I mean, honestly, he's probably going to just have a very simple room with like a bed and like a writing desk and like maybe like a chest to store some stuff like he's not for all of his like ego and boasting he doesn't have like super elaborate tastes so like he maybe doesn't even know how given his Grew up like upbringing yeah his mm -hmm. roots so um i will say this i think that fawn comes to you at some point and encourages you to create some discreet ways of entering and leaving. Um, and maybe even assist with the quiet construction of those spaces. Uh, now, in terms of the whole group, are there any shared spaces that you want to describe, or is everybody just find it? Like there's a dining hall sort of space. There's a kitchen that is used by the the staff there's the staff's rooms there's uh some some meeting rooms of various sorts but is there anything in particular that the group wants to make sure exists beyond the sleeping quarters that you've described probably a you know like a living room a library maybe like a uh like our knights of the round table room and maybe even like a training room for Trixie with all the like medical things she may need. So if she needs to do like a, a training session in the place she could. I think <laughs> half, half clinic, half training dummies. Yeah. <laughs> a double, double entendre training room. <laughs> you, you beat it up, you fix it, you hear yeah. the person. Yeah. And you beat um, it up again. Uh, oh, I had something else. Um, uh, no, it's in the living room. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> Maybe I'll think of it. <laughs> Retrace my mental steps. Uh, something for all of us. Oh, um, <laughs> somewhere to like, well, maybe not necessarily like an armory, but like somewhere to store weapons, artifacts, like anything that we kind of acquire in our travels. I mean, I guess that could also double as like a library, but <laughs> I was this close to calling it the, the reliquary, but, the um, 13. <laughs> no, from, um, our old campaign. Um, but yeah, um, some sort of like, I guess a storage room. Weird shit storage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like just the random shit crap that gets collected. Yeah. Yeah. The, the loot room. Well, the <laughs> old broken <laughs> shovel goes the in loot there. Vault. <laughs> the loot vault. 
So yeah, uh, all that stuff is put together. Um, you are technically without an airship because of dragon issues, uh, but I'm sure some of the components that were on there will also get stored in that space as well. Um, do you have any other? I have a question. Mm -hmm. Yes, Trixie. The portals, are they, if they get connected to the system, can anyone who can use the portals use them? Or can it be like blocked for, for, for specific usage? So if you know about a permanent circle, which at this point, to as much as anybody's knowledge goes, the only people who can cast it and know about those permanent portals are two dead Githzerai, one living Githzerai who hasn't been to this particular one, so doesn't have the access to it because they have to visit it, either by being teleported there, which is what was going to be happening, or by uh, long travel, and Ni, who hasn't been to this one either. The only person on the world that's still alive who knows where this particular portal is and has the access because they know where it's scribbled is Asher. Well, I'm just wondering if it would be helpful to have one in our place, but like a way to keep people out of it if we need, like, I guess if we're the only ones that know about it. So just to, to, to share what, Asher would have to go through for that. It's he'd have to cast the portal on it for a year each day uh, to make it permanent. That's what went into making the one that he was fixing. Got it. Although I could, I could draw one. He can draw. And as long as like it doesn't get like wiped off the floor, we could theoretically use it. But but a permanent one requires a little bit more. So. Uh, just a thought. So a project. Maybe the next time you have downtime, maybe that's one of the things you add to the list. But downtime. Uh, <laughs> you know, in between. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Did they make me? Any, any, did they make us anything from the dragon? I will say this. I'm going to pull up the things that they they've created for you. I'm going to say that we probably, you're probably here for at least. It's really up to you all how, how soon you start trying to reconnect with the world because there is no airship anymore. Um, there's nobody who can get here. It, and Ni doesn't have time to message you. I don't know if anybody else in your world would have time to message you right now given what's going on in the world overall. Uh, so, and then they knew you were flying over here to work on this. So information isn't really going to leave here unless it's by the three of you. Okay. Okay. So how long would you take residence what was, what was that sorry the creaking the weird squeegees that's what it was oh okay so how long would it be before you all tried to reconnect with overton underton i feel like okay. we would try to message them fairly quickly and let them know that we were okay and that this place was attacked by a dragon and that we also have no airship okay and i miss my dad Okay, so I will say that probably over this bit of time, you all figure things out. Uh, I I think, um, uh, Trixie, yes, definitely. Um, 
an aside thing. Uh, so you all have, uh, let's get, say, 10 days before the next thing is going to occur. And in that time, there are going to be some, some because we get to play with the reality, right? Uh, there are going to be some deliveries. I want to communicate with you all offline because we're going to end this session. But I want to communicate with you all offline about what exactly you want your things to look like. Also, you're going to have to roll health points for your level ups. So if you're staying in your class, you can go ahead and roll those now. I did. Um, I rolled two twos. Oh. Yay me. <laughs> Wait, what are mine again? Mine are... I think you're oh. D8s. You might so be D10. Too. One of us is D10, I think. It's not me. Tricks. No? No. Wait, where's my manage? I rolled two eights. <laughs> so uh, she one? stole your hit points. D&D, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... &D, why are you so hard to use all of a sudden? Okay, here we go. D&D. D&D Beyond. Okay, here we go. Edit. Might have found a, I might have found a spell that would let Asher rip a hole in the to the ethereal plane. I'm just saying. Going in full. And I'm a D8. <laughs> so because we're going up two levels, I roll, I roll two, two D8s. Yep. Okay. Dude, I thought one of us was a ten. Not me. Not me. Uh, but so n next time, we will find out what happened and, and, and spent the 10 days just developing some of those skill sets and that last eeks of power and ability uh, <laughs> and also got some supplies. And what I would like you all to do is we will, and this is what I like doing when I can give as much agency over to players as I possibly can. So anybody who's watching this and is wondering what the heck are you doing, you crazy DM, is I would love for you all to look for um, four levels worth in terms of rarities. So it could be one super, super rare thing, uh, but four levels worth, or it could be four more normal things. Uh, so that, and we'll talk about this offline. I'll be, be more detailed about it, but uh, things that are spatial that you would like from the magic items list. Uh, and then we'll just draconically theme those as things coming from the dragon, if that works for you all. And the, and it's specifically weapons or armor? Weapons, armor, wands, uh, things that could be made from a dragon, or we can make the... the dragon wing couch. For, yeah. <laughs> it could be... Uh, shit. It could be that you took the, the leather from the dragon's wings and you spent the time and effort into writing... Uh, four scrolls of ma of a magical spell, uh, or found a, somebody who could help you write those scrolls, and so it could be almost anything. Um, but just draconically themed. Awesome I might have to focus on raising my AC since I did not raise my hit points very much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to do, but like, it's honest, honestly a lot of fun to just run through and, and look through the, the magic items table and try to figure out something that would be fun and then have the, the, also the freedom to describe it with a draconic bent. Um, and based on the thematics from this 
last couple of sessions, our season two thematics. Dragons, gonna be a thing. <laughs> we should have just cut the head just, off the dragon so we could carry it around and be like, don't mess with us. We already did this. Yeah, you, ca you carry that around. You see how that goes. You're the strong yeah, one. Yeah, you I have think to carry you would it. fit inside of it. She would fit inside of the eye socket. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will resume our fun ridiculousness next weekend on the Sunday. Um, <laughs> the 20. The, 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 no, the, the 30th. Or the, the 31st. So it's the 30th. Spooky. And are we going to get spooky? Are we going to? I, I mean, I will dress up. I'm totally down to dress up. So if y'all are going to be spooky, I'll be spooky. Jason's uh, like, God damn it. I'm telling you, it's just, it's the kilt. You just can't see it. <laughs> no, now, are you going to wear just the kilt or are you going to wear like, Nobody wants kilt. to see that. Just the kilt. <laughs> the kilt and nothing else. <laughs> Nurse oh, oh. is like, I want to see it. <laughs> I married you. If I didn't want to see it, I wouldn't have married you. Uh, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. We hope you subscribe, alert, etc., etc., etc. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, please, happy days and all the loves. Bye. 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 <laughs>